adding value, right? Adding a ton of value. So we're like, how can we add value? Whether it's mints on pillows, whether it's, you know, adding up, adding the, the kitchen, which wasn't there before, um, you know, like, how can I ask that question? How can I add value? Like, how can I make this more interesting or exciting? What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my man and co-host, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's going on, E? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Again, lucking out. We got a beautiful day here just north of Boston. Uh, hotel is completely booked, actually. I was just thinking about it. We're completely booked starting tonight uh, through the weekend, which is awesome. And uh, just excited, man. How you doing? We're doing good, man. It's just same thing here in Florida. Really busy. Fourth um, of July. It's 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 this next weekend as we're recording this. Um, due to the fact that we are the epicenter of the country right now with what's going on, they've decided to uh, shut down the beaches. But the governor already said that he's not planning on shutting the economy back down, which is great for us. Um, and I think as we talked about so many times as people become more and more aware of how much less risky it is for you to stay in an Airbnb rather than you to stay in a big hotel kind of building. Um, we're probably off to a really good start for, for our season. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Love and I'm also it. really it. looking forward for this, for this podcast today. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a doozy. So uh, without further ado, today we've got a very special guest. He's uh, one of Ian and I's best friends. He's an amazing guy, had a huge impact on my life. I'm sure he's had a huge impact on E's life. Uh, and he's also an Airbnb host, and he recently purchased- Super host, Mike. Super oh, host. sorry. Super host. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. A, an Airbnb yeah, yeah. super host. That let away. me get that clear. And uh, he recently purchased a jail, which was a- uh, they had converted to a bed and breakfast and definitely wanted to have him on talk about that and some of his other stuff. But Nick, why don't you take a couple minutes, kind of give everybody a background about you, how you got started in real estate, how that kind of evolved into short-term rentals and where you're at now. Yeah. Well, like you guys and, and most people listening to this, I just wanted to quit my job, right? I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, and some other books and I knew I wasn't going to be an employee long-term. So I started buying real estate. Uh, and then I realized as I was building that business, that my business was limited by my mindset. Uh, so, you know, you guys know this, but for our listeners, I, I dove into, and this kind of became my passion was studying mindset and, uh, energy and spirituality and, uh, how we can be our best selves and reach our potential. I got into NLP and hypnosis, um, all kinds of, you know, Reiki, pranic healing, all kinds of stuff, uh, alongside my real estate journey. Uh, so I kind of have these, these dual businesses, these dual identities and, uh, for real estate, you know, I got, I don't know, I have five or six deals pending. I have 60 some, probably more now, I don't know, rental units. Uh, and lately I've been doing really creative finance stuff. So taking over people's mortgages, uh, selling them on contract, 
you know, if you think, you know, who Ron Legrand is um, or Blair Halver, some of those guys are my mentors. Uh, and that's been a great business model. It's been, it's been doing amazing lately. And then um, I always knew I wanted to do Airbnbs around the country. Uh, so I've, you know, Mike, following your system, really, you got me into it. Uh, I got two up in Rochester outside of Mayo Clinic. And we're about break even for the year, which is shocking considering they basically closed Mayo for a couple months. Um, so I'm, you know, to be breaking even, I'm pretty pleased with them. We've been booking like hotcakes lately. So that's been great. And then today we're going to talk about this behemoth behind me, um, this jailhouse that I'm buying. That's awesome, man. I love it. So why don't you kind of walk us through that deal? And I know you touched on it a little bit in your intro, but the majority of the deals that you're doing, you're doing them with creative financing. So why don't we talk, I guess we could just talk specifically about this deal. And then if we want to branch down the path of how you built up a, a pretty good size real estate portfolio, getting really creative with how you acquire these deals. Yeah. You know, like you just got to talk to a lot of sellers and you just got to ask, you know, like, you know, would you sell the house for what you owe on it? I ask that all the time. Or, you know, would you consider taking your equity and monthly payments? You, know, you guys can write those down. Those are just, those are the basic lines I use. Um, you know, if they say, yeah, we'd consider that. Well, great. What's the least you would take for a monthly payment? Uh, and so I did that with this lady and she, uh, we, I had initially negotiated nothing down that changed a little bit. I'll tell you about that in a minute, but, um, <laughs> she had said she needs, she needs $2,000 for her mortgage in Florida. So that's what she wanted. Um, you know, with a purchase price of, I'm, I'm buying it for three eighty, And so I came out to, you know, uh, a 100% finance, two and a half percent interest rate amortized over 20 years. So, um, I ended up putting 10,000 down on it to give her some, some moving expenses, but I bought a 400, you know, basically a $400,000 piece of real estate with, with five units in it for 10,000 down and $2,000 payment a month. So if you guys think about, you know, Mike, the two Airbnbs I set up in Rochester, I'm about 10,000 in for furnishings. This place is almost fully furnished, which I'll show you guys. Um, so I, you know, and, and my payment is less than those places for, for way more of a, a place and I'm owning it. Love that. I so, love that. so for, for those that heard that, right? So you were getting charged two and a half percent interest rate. Two and a half percent. Yeah. That's what I negotiated. Yeah. I love, so, I love negotiating. So does that, does that, so do you have to be a hypnotist to get that kind of interest rate or, or does no, that, but it, but it definitely helps. It, it definitely helps. So I'll give you guys the three steps of hypnotic influence real quick, just because you went there. E. Uh, step one is rapport. People do business with people they like. And people like people like themselves. So when you're on the phone with a seller, uh, with someone who's going to lease you their property, with someone you're, you're going to manage, they you want them to think that you're just like them, right? Like, oh, I'm just like you. I even tell people like you, like me. Uh, that's one of my embedded commands. I just tell them that, that we're similar. And then they're like, man, I don't know what it is about Mike and E, but, but they're similar to me. I like them. And, they want, and then they want to do business with you. So, so build that rapport. That's step one. Step two is certainty. I know most of us go into new ventures and we're, we're insecure, we're uncertain, we're not sure how this Airbnb is going to work. Are we really going to get bookings? Um, people pick up on that and then you lose the ability to influence. So have rapport, uh, get certainty, and then step three is to guide focus. So when someone's, uh, if you're going to manage their place, if they're going to sell you their place, guide their focus to the outcome that they want. Man, how's it going to feel when you get this, when you get out from under this? I'm sure you feel a lot of pressure trying to pay two mortgages right now. What if, you know, I took that one mortgage off your, off your back. Uh, and in doing so, you know, rapport, certainty, and focus, you can guide people to make, uh, you know, the decision that you want and they'll think it's your, their idea. 
I love it. I love it. It's a mic drop moment. We should we should add some <laughs> graphics on the videos of like mic drop moments. And yeah, like perfect. A mic that drops. Um, so how did you how did you find it? Oh, look at that! It's gorgeous. Don't walk too far from uh, Wi-Fi because then yeah, we lose so you. I'll turn around. So, E, I, I run Facebook ads and I talk to a lot of sellers. And so, one of them, my assistant, left a message, and. Uh, to this lady and she called me back and left me a message and I called her back and she was like, well, do you want to buy an, uh, an old jailhouse? And I was like, what? Are you kidding? So she told me about it. Um, and I, I basically just started negotiating terms and we worked it out where uh, I was going to put, I, I, like I said, I was going to put nothing down, take it over. And, and there were some real management opportunities for improvement. You guys want to, you guys want to talk about that stuff now? Yeah, let's do that. Again, a lot of the folks that we've had on here, a couple of them have purchased properties, but a lot of them are in the management of the leasing model. So going through the sure. mindset of understanding how to analyze a deal, upside potential, improving management, things like that, for sure. Yeah, cool. So I'm, I'm kind of greedy. I like to own. I'm like a, like a manual and well, you like with the hotel, but I know you were doing the, uh, the non-ownership model for a while. Um, I like to do both. I know like my ones in Minnesota, I don't, I don't own, but I, I prefer to. So, all right. So here's the, the previous owners lived. Uh, so this was their master suite. You guys are going to have to excuse me. I'm staying in here. So this was the master suite. Uh, they took the furniture out of here. So I have to refurnish this, but the, the bed stays. Uh, every bathroom's got these beautiful tubs. For those who are listening, I'm, I'm in the, the master bathroom. It's got a tile shower. It's got a steam shower. A uh, huge master closet. So this is the master suite. So they were living here. So this wasn't a rental unit. And then this was their uh, living room, living space. So as you guys can see, this is empty. And I'm like, all right, what am I going to do with this? And I think what I'm going to do is um, turn this into like a little conference area or um, something where like an event could be catered. So I'm going to put tables in here, have guest speakers in. And, uh, like there's a psychic that's in, in Dubuque, not far away. Uh, I'm going to have, you know, our, our mentor, Sandra, I'm going to have her come and do a past life regression series and just do like kind of a paranormal experience at the jailhouse. Right. And it's going to get eyeballs on it. I had my first guest last night and, and they couldn't stop talking about the place. They wanted to rent the whole house for a week. It's unique, right? People love it. They, they, um, they want to know the history and who stayed in the jail cells and, um, so, so definitely buying properties with character is important. So, all right, that was there real quick. This Nick, is, I just want to, yeah. I want to touch on that too. Cause I remember when you were first telling me that you were considering putting an offer in on this place and you're like, what are your thoughts? Cause it's not near like a major city. It's kind of out there. But when I looked at the property and when we were talking about it, there's kind of two different ways you can go about it. You can build your portfolio around an area that has amenities or the property itself becomes a destination. Like people yeah. want to just say, I stayed in a jailhouse. Like that's just a cool thing. So your property becomes the destination. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like, I have people in the Quad Cities is where I live, Davenport, Iowa, and it's two hours away. And like my friends are like, oh, I'm definitely coming up there. Like I want to stay there. Uh, and there's, you know, there's hiking nearby. There's trout fishing. It's this like this cool little town that's stuck in 1950. So it's kind of like a, uh, you know, little postage stamp town. So it's, it's cool. It's neat. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, and it's, you know, the jail is the experience now. So, all right, Mike, so this kitchen, 
Uh, if you guys can see it, again, they took their their table and some things, but there's laundry there. I uh, Beautiful stainless appliances. I decided that I'm going to make this a common area. So my guests are now going to have access to a kitchen, uh, which they didn't, which they didn't have before, right? So they're going to get uh, access to this kitchen because this was the owner's quarters. Got and it. Then, so you you're renting it by the rooms. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So you Got guys, it. you guys saw the master suite, and then e, there'll be an opportunity to rent the whole thing. So I don't have good Wi-Fi back here, but I'll show you guys. Um, this is the cell block. So these were there's jail cells along this wall that we're going to turn into, uh, we're going to add cots and make them uh, five extra sleeping areas. So if somebody rents the whole house, like the lady I rented to last night, she wants to rent the whole place um, and her grandkids are going to stay in those cells. So there's a bar here. There's a, a TV back there, a hundred year old shuffleboard table. Um, so this is, yeah, the cell block common area. Yeah. How are we doing so that. far? I feel like that's going to yeah. be super. That's popular. super cool. Like I yeah. would want to yeah. stay in the jail cell. Like so, the bed size is irrelevant. It's just I want to be able to say that I I stayed in a jail and I wasn't. Yeah. Arrested. So <laughs> so she's got some uh, some paraphernalia here, right? There's like a Clayton County Sheriff. Um, they used to bop people over the head with these if they got out of line. So some some photographs of the place. Um, yeah, it's just super neat. That's just, that. yeah. it's just fun. If you guys that are listening to the podcast too. Uh, make sure you head over to the YouTube channel because we'll post the video on there so you can actually see the walkthrough that Nick's doing right now. So you can and go to the, the, the website. Yeah, and yeah. Nick has redesigned the website, so we'll have the link to his actual new website as well. Um, Nick, as so you we're, walk we're around this. On the, we're working on the website, E. We yeah. got the old one in place, but they can see it. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, the old one is painful though, so I was just letting them know that you're working on the new <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Um, as I look at this, man, it, it just reminds me of of just – one of our mentors, Rock, always says, you know, like, say yes and figure it out later. Because I, I can see your wheels are kind of turning as you're walking around this house trying to figure yeah. out, hey, this is how we're going to do it. And I mean, guys, to those of you listening, that's, that's, to me, that remains one of the most important thing, right? It's, it's in life is how do you see the opportunities as you're going through your normal life? Um, and how can you cross-pollinate with what you already know and what you've learned from other things, right? Like how Nick uses hypnosis and NLP to work with sellers for his real estate business, right? The more you learn across multiple avenues, you can then cross pollinate. And that comes into this too, right? Like, so how can you look, we, we've always talked about creative financing. We have a friend that does uh, house hacking. So this is kind of like a culmination of house hacking, creative financing, Airbnb model, and everything comes together. So every bit of learning that you do can then have huge repercussions and, and help you see things that you normally wouldn't, wouldn't be able to see before. Yeah, absolutely. And any, e, on that note, like the sellers ran it as a hobby, right? Which is, you know, great for people like us uh, who have the systems. So they ran it like a hobby and they brought in between 20 and $30,000 a year you know, and it covered their mortgage and their utilities and, and they were kind of good with that. And they did that for six months out of the year. So I'm looking at it like, all right, so this place brings in, let's say 25 grand. I'm basically at that. I'm covering the mortgage. I'm not covering utilities. I'm not covering taxes. I'm not covering in insurance. Um, so like there's a gap and you know, like for some of us, especially the newer ones, like that makes your butt pucker a little bit mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, am I going to rent it? Am I going to be able to cover this? 
And um, so I'll show you kind of some of the value add opportunities that, that I anticipated. So one was the events down in that common space, um, bringing in guests and doing speaking and just getting people exposed to it. Uh, the other thing is that extra room downstairs. So the master suite is now going to be a, a rental unit, which it wasn't before. And then, um, so I'm going to add, so in that master suite, I think I'm going to add a bed. So there's, you know, four extra sleeping areas or four extra people. Uh, this is a, a combined unit that's got, you know, another room for five people. So we're going to leave this as is. So this is Emma Big Bear. She was, um, this is the Big Bear, the Emma Big Bear suite. She was a guest here several times because she used to, to have a little too much to drink uh, just so she could come in and get a, a hot meal and a, and a cot to sleep on. Um, so hold on, I'll, I'll show you guys. Oh, so she was a guest of the actual jail. She wasn't she a, was guest. a guest. Of the, no, she was a guest of the actual jail because this oh, place wow. has been around for 150 years. She was the last, one of the last of her tribe from, from an area around here. Yeah. Um, so this is our botanical suite. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a honeymoon suite. And again, like I bought this all totally furnished. Like it yeah. would have cost me wow. 10K just to furnish this room. And I put 10K down on the entire place. So you guys yeah. can get, you guys can get creative, um, just by asking. So for those who can't see this, there's like a huge soaking tub here. That's got like air jets. There's a shower. There's really cool tile floors. There's a seating area in the bathroom, uh, a separate, you know, water closet room. This is a, a tire print for evidence. So there's like little evidences throughout the place. Um, and then there's one last room, which is the attic, which I'm also adding value by adding another bedroom up here or another bed up here. So there'll be sleeping room for four where before there was only room for two. So uh, for those who are listening, I'm walking up to the attic. There's some leather chairs, seating area, a dresser, a queen bed, and then plenty of room for another queen up here. And then a little table high top table seating area and now this looks great another huge another huge circuit tub. and again yeah. like all i gotta do is buy like two beds and a dresser and you know a, a few odds and ends and <laughs> yeah it's ready yeah. to go no, and 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 from the look of it you're gonna just go find them at a at a huge fucking furniture store because that's probably gonna fit a lot better than you going to ikea right so um, and I love the fact that as you kept walking around, like the main way that we add revenue in our business is to add, is to add beds, right? So yeah. if you can find a way to add beds in all the properties that you buy and you bring it from sleeping two people to sleeping four people, six people, that, that is going to add to your bottom line at the end of the year. I'd also say yeah. too that a huge value add for you, Nick, is purely on the marketing side. Because as E pointed out, that website was brutal, but the place yeah. is unbelievable. So again, when like updating like a uh, fresh, clean, easy to use website, some nice photos, like that alone, the, the big difference that I found going from traditional short-term rentals on Airbnb to hotels and B&Bs and inns is yeah. it's crucial that you create a brand and have your own website and everything else. Whereas most of our properties, we have a couple that have branded websites, but the majority crush it between Airbnb, booking.com and VRBO. Yeah. But with the hotel, 75 to 80% of our bookings are direct bookings from our website because people are searching Google for hotel this market. And as long as we have a good looking website with good photos, it's a different that's, ball game. That's great. That's uh, that's great to know. And, and Mike, we kind of talked about the website last night and how to integrate everything. And 
honestly, like I've been so busy with my housing business and traveling and um, I've, I've neglected the market a little bit and I wanted to get like everything here up and running. Um, but, but like I've, I just filled next weekend, like we got everything booked. Um, so, you know, we have returning customers like, yeah. So I, yeah. And I'll run Facebook ads for it. I've already come up with a few cheesy slogans for it. Um, one is going to be, uh, turn yourself in to the Elkator jailhouse in. And another one's going to be, you've been sentenced, uh, to a weekend getaway at the jailhouse. So, you know, just a couple like little taglines like that, that I'm going to market to probably a 60 to 90 mile radius. And, you know, with Facebook ads, it's so cheap to do that and just track how many website hits we get and see if we can't keep them off of, you know, the Airbnb fees. Yeah. And I think Nick is such a great example because as he talked about earlier, his level of confidence, certainty, too high. You, you can, <laughs> no, it's not too high, but it's, it's just, it's just from, from the understanding of if I focus on the big picture, I'll figure out the little shit along the way. And I think a lot of people as they hear this and they get going and, learning about doing a new business like Airbnb, the first thing that comes up through the programming that we're kind of getting used to is like all the things that like, I don't know, like all the things that can go bad. Whereas Nick is like, I know the fundamentals are good. I know they're solid. And then I can work on this, this, and this to augment the situation. So rather than looking at the glass half empty, you always look at it half full. So, so one of the most empowering beliefs that I found in my life is that I can learn anything and I'm adaptable, right? Whoever's the most adaptable is going to win. You know, Rock always says that. Um, and Darwin said, you know, it's not the smartest or the strongest that survive. It's those that are most able to adapt. And so I know coming in here, like, I'm going to learn it. I'm going to figure it out. Whatever I got to do, like, we're just, we're going to make it work. And so I, I brought that attitude. Um, and yeah, like, and here's the thing, like, it's not, this isn't my first property. It's not my first time talking to a seller. Like it took a couple of years. Like most people are so impatient and they're like, oh, you know, I, I just can't do it. Well, I've talked to this year. I've talked to thousands of sellers, you know, and I've done, I don't know, probably 15 to 20 deals, uh, which may or may not be a lot depending on who you are. But like, I've talked to so many sellers to do that. It's not even impressive to do that. Because in fact, I'm like, man, how do I get that up? Um, Cause I'm still buttoning up my systems, but you guys, if you're new to this, like set a long-term vision, right? Like Mike E, like E, you, you have had your, like your eye on owning all of those apartments for so long. And then to see you like make that happen and bring that all together, it's been inspiring. Right. And when someone's got that resolve and that clarity of vision and Mike, like, I remember we did a hypnosis and a visualization around you quitting your job. Um, and look at you, like dude, you're, you're owning apartments or, or a hotel. You're teaching this stuff. It's, it's amazing to see you two are the perfect example of all this mindset stuff. Uh, and deals like, you know, cool deals like this just happen by being in the game. So um, keep your eyes open, keep making mistakes and keep moving forward. Mm. This is why I keep you around. You just make me feel good all the time, Nick. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> well, it's because you guys are so amazing, just like me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, so one thing that we uh, – that we always like to ask our guests is, and you probably already touched on it with what we just talked about, but what would you say is the number one secret to success as an Airbnb host or as a short-term rental host? So I gotta be a hundred percent honest with you guys. I have my cousin manage my other two and he's going to manage this one. So I'm kind of like, I've been the visionary. Uh, so, I, you know, putting the right people in place and then having the right mentors, right? Like Mike, 
you know, just being able to go to your course and be like, oh, I got to, I need a system for this. Like, what is, oh, here's a checklist. Like, done. I don't even have to think about it. Um, and again, like working with, you know, Blair Halver and Ron LeGrand stuff on buying, buying houses with no money in, like they, they've done it all. Like they've done the work. So I keep guys like you and them around and I, I just soak it up like a sponge. So, so being around people who've done what you want to do is, is massively crucial. And then, and then leverage, right? Like I'm not going to be there cleaning. I'm not going to be doing all this stuff. So finding people that can do it and training them. Mm. I mean, that's the money. That's the money right here, right? And this is going to be the difference as, as you guys are listening to our podcast. We don't do this accidentally. Like this is all on purpose. We kind of have people that have been doing it a lot. They have a lot of units. We have the newbies that have one or two units. And what is going to become evident, as Mike and I already know, is that as you see people have more and more units, that what Nick just said now, trusting other people, leveraging yourself out of your business and implementing systems that's that's where that happens right because without that it doesn't matter how well you know the systems it doesn't matter how well you know how nice you are to guests there'll be a limit to your capabilities which is mm -hmm. your own personal 24 hours in the day right and like just the amount of things that you can handle and that's why they sold me the place right because the owners were here doing laundry people were living in their house right it was a, it was a, a hobby and they were they were active in it they got burnt out by doing it and so they're like here just take it off my hands um at this ridiculously good financing rate and uh enjoy and so i'm like okay all systems in place locked and loaded let's go yes i i tell everybody i mean you can have your own goals but i tell my i teach my students i'm like i want to teach you how to build a business not a job yeah and there is a very clear distinction and it's exactly what you just said a business relies on teams and leverage and systems whereas a job is just you running around like a madman or madwoman trying to get it all done yourself. And you might get one, two, maybe three units before you completely burn out. Um, but that's not the goal with what we're, what we're trying to bring to people on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and it's, uh, you know, that leverage is, makes things more stable and it's a process, right? Like I remember I've tried to hire people and it hasn't worked and then I've hired some and they've worked and I've just gotten better at it. Like don't beat yourselves up if you guys are, uh, you know, like frustrated with it. That's how you build a business. You, you make mistakes and you learn and um, you just always like, I just questions are important, right? So how can I do this once? How can I systematize this? How can I automate this? And then learn from someone who's already done it and you're going to take that 10 year goal and you're going to make it happen in a year or two. I love mm -hmm. that. I love that. Well, how can I do that once? That is such a good question for you to ask yourself as you're kind of going with your Airbnb business. I mean, any business really. Yeah, for sure. So what we're thinking, guys, and I was telling Nick this earlier, I think we should make this a, a two or a three-part series because he just closed on this place. He's literally there for the first time, spending it, spending his time this weekend, trying to fine-tune some things. I saw he was uh, – I saw your video last night. I don't know if you want me to announce that or not. <laughs> that yeah, little, sure. That little giveaway. Sure, sure. Um, so which well, I think is genius. We just want to get people in here right now. It's, yeah. it's genius, exactly. So, again, part of being adaptable is, is Nick is essentially giving away two free nights – uh, excluding holidays and, you know, any crazy weekends, but he's giving away two free nights to people. He's just asking them to cover the cleaning fee. Just say, Hey, come stay, check this place out and just give me your honest feedback. And it's like, yeah, genius. Like get the reviews. Play out. Out of Russell Brunson's free plus shipping model, right? Where the, the shipping's three times what it would normally be, but, um, but yeah, adding value, right? Adding a ton of value. So we're like, how can we have value? Whether it's mints on pillows, whether it's, you know, adding up, adding the, the kitchen, which wasn't there before, um, you know, like 
how can I ask that question? How can I add value? Like, how can I make this more interesting or exciting? And usually the way to do that is like super cheap. It's just little thoughtful things that make people go, Oh, like I, I feel good. I feel appreciated as a guest. Um, and the emotion, people make decisions emotionally. So if you can make people feel good, um, emotionally, you're going to be, uh, set up for return, return customers. Right. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So where can yeah. people find you? And I, before he even says anything, I got to recommend your podcast. Um, because if I can teach you and he can teach you all the systems and the how to stuff on how to run this business, but if you don't get your mindset, right, you're going to just stall yourself. And Nick is a ninja with mindset. Like, I'm not kidding. Like we did some, I mean, we've been friends for years now, but a lot of the exercises that we did were a direct result of me quitting my job. Like no question because it just shifted my mindset, my identity and what I thought was possible for me. So I highly recommend you check out his podcast, Spone, Spone Trained. Spone Trained. Yep. And, and I do a lot on influence too, right? Like if you can't influence people, you don't have a business. Um, and, and people, it took me a long time to figure out what drives people. Uh, so I share that on my podcast. Like I talked about the three steps of hypnotic influence. Like I'm on, I'm on this show because you guys like me, right? Like I have friends like you because you guys like me. So if you guys want to succeed and just have a fulfilling life, you got you to gotta learn how to get people to like you. So I, I teach a lot of that stuff too. So yeah, the Spone Train Personal Development Podcast. And I love that you're on here because this is kind of a last minute thing. But as I was planning my reading for the month, right? And I kind of picked books in a couple of different categories. I was playing my part from my mindset. I'm like, what should I read again that I haven't read in a long time? And what I just grabbed up yesterday, and for those of you that are just listening, Psycho-Cybernetics, which is, I think of you every time I read this book, right? Look at that. Like both. <laughs> got to. Yeah, I love yeah. you guys. You guys are amazing. You know? But it's true, um, guys. Like if you, it doesn't matter, right? Like whatever your programming is, unless you're able to be conscious of it and override it or update it, it doesn't really matter what you learn. Yeah, totally. And so, so that book, Psycho-Cybernetics, is basically that our mind is like a cybernetic computer and it, it's always going after a goal. Most of us just don't consciously set that goal. And that, and that goal is always equivalent to our identity. So if you have an identity that you're, you're not good at things or that you stop things before you succeed, you're just going to create that. And so how do we reprogram our mind? Well, we visualize the outcome we want. We use emotion. Uh, we use language. Uh, and over time, using those emotions, we just recode our program. And basically, like you're, consciously, you can't go out and create a big Airbnb business. Like your conscious mind isn't smart enough. So you got to get your subconscious on board. Uh, we do that with emotions, right? Like, Mike, I remember doing that visualization with you. And, and I, I think you cried or something like you know, just so much emotion in it. And, and afterwards you were like, Oh, it's, it's already done. And you felt it. Like now your cybernetic computer is out there. Like, Oh, I have to say this to this seller. I have to make this call. I have to make this many calls. I got to do this and this. And, and your subconscious was on board. So that's kind of what I teach. Hmm. Love it. Awesome. So yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a pretty okay guy all around. <laughs> I would say. So awesome, man. Well, thank you again for jumping on with us. I really appreciate it. And congrats on the jailhouse. That is so cool. Um, I know that you're updating the website, but let's, let's throw the, uh, the URL out there for folks. Yeah. So it's Elkater jailhouse in, um, and same on Facebook, just Elkater jailhouse in, uh, Facebook. I can probably get turned around a little faster. Uh, and I got my, actually my photographer's about to walk in. He was a few minutes away. So we're going to get some, some pictures. I still got some 
furnishing decorating to do. We'll get another set of pictures, but I just want to get like really good pictures. They didn't have any, um, you know, cause I learned that from you, Mike, that, that presentation that like, you know, we're in the age of Instagram, like people want good graphics, go spend a hundred, 200 bucks, get great photos. People are going to drool. They're going to be like, Oh, I want to stay there. That's, you know, that's, you know, Mason jars and little decorative lights and uh, you know, all that's whatever people are into. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's the we'll link things. all that in the show notes too, guys. So again, make sure that you check out uh, this episode on, on our YouTube channel at short term rental secrets. Cause you'll actually be able to see the tour that Nick was doing walking around at the jailhouse. Uh, make sure you guys like it and subscribe it too. Cause we're trying to build that out. So that's it guys. Thanks again, Nick, for being on, man. This was a blast. I always love chatting with you. And again, congrats on the jailhouse. My pleasure. And next time, like, let me know what shirts you guys are wearing so we can all match. I mean, I you're kind of be... there, though. Like, you're <laughs> like just a little bit off blue, you know. But maybe in the next 1951, yeah. 1951 town you live in, they don't have this color blue. Yeah. Yeah. This I'm I'm this town's sweet. So all right, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I got a lot of work. I got a lot of work to do. Um, I gotta go to the antique mall and see if I can get some furniture. So I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for having me. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.